Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've had a wonderful week considering the implications of God becoming man through the birth of Jesus. And now, Colin, on this day that can be so hectic in our lives, as we're concerned with turkeys and presents, can you just bring us a thought that can help us to focus on the true meaning of Christmas? Let's listen to the angels. (laughs) Of all the things that we could focus in on, remember that these angels appeared to shepherds. I like that. I mean, Jesus comes to be the good shepherd. So how fitting it is that shepherds should come to worship him at the time of his birth. And these angels appear to the shepherds. (laughs) Uh, You know, we sing the carols while shepherds watch their flocks by night and so on. But, I mean, you, you just put yourself into the situation. There these shepherds. I mean, this is what they do every night. They're looking after the sheep, keeping the wolves away, keeping the predators away. And, and, and suddenly the whole sky, as it seems, is filled with these angelic beings, this, this glorious light of the glory of God. And, and they hear all these angels praising God, Glory to the most high God in heaven and his peace to men on earth on whom his favor rests. I mean, you put yourself in the position of those shepherds and what do you think your reaction would be? I mean, this is the wow factor, isn't it? Uh, In its absolute ultimate. And they come to the conclusion If all heaven is rejoicing, and we even have this sort of heavenly visitation to show that all heaven is rejoicing in this event, shouldn't we go and worship the one who has been born? But you know, Colin, you have to ask the question, why did God choose the shepherds who were the bottom of the heap when it came to society in those days. Why them? Why not yeah, but, pick somebody else? I mean, else? this is it. I mean, Jesus, as we saw earlier in the week, came as a servant. But he came as the shepherd, you see. He, he is the fulfillment. So of, there is special significance to it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because this is the fulfillment of, of um, uh, the prophecy in Ezekiel 34 where God speaks of the shepherds of Israel. And um, the first part is not at all uh, congratulatory for the shepherds of Israel. God is very displeased with them because they have failed to shepherd his people properly. And so he gives this promise, I will come myself and will shepherd my people. I will come and do it. I will come and heal them. I will come and set them free. I will come and lead them. I, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, prophecy if you if you go and read it in full. Uh, and so it is the coming of this child that is the fulfillment of that prophecy. I will come and shepherd the people myself. So I think this is um, just a little indication. This event 
is the fulfillment of God doing what he promised to do, to come and shepherd his people. No coincidences in this story, are there? No, 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 no. I mean, God, everything God does has purpose. Everything fits into his divine plan. Of course, I don't suppose for a moment these shepherds were conscious of that um, uh, prophecy when, when they were doing what they were doing. But the point I want to make, you see, is they were given an insight into what is happening in heaven about the birth of Jesus. We, we so often concentrate on the earthly circumstances, but actually all heaven was rejoicing in the birth of Jesus. And these shepherds are just given an insight into what the angels are doing. And so they come to this conclusion, well, if heaven is rejoicing, we ought to rejoice. If, if um, they are proclaiming the birth of this child in the way that they are, then we should go and do likewise. We, we read in, in Luke 2, as soon as the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds agreed, let us go to Bethlehem and see for ourselves this wonderful event about which the Lord has told us. They went as fast as possible and found Mary and Joseph with the baby lying in the manger. Uh, and they knew that, of course, uh, because the angels had said to them, don't be afraid, I have come to bring you good news of tremendous joy for everyone. Today a Savior has been born in Bethlehem, the Lord's anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah. The sign by which you will know him is this, he is the baby you will find wrapped in a cloth, lying in a manger. So the, this prophecy was given by angels, fulfilled when the shepherds went when they acted upon those prophetic words, they'd seen how heaven was rejoicing that this was really a God event par excellence. And so they went to worship the child that was born. And this is what we're to do today. Yes, we can give thanks. We can have all the, the sort of family side of Christmas. And to a certain extent, you know, the world decide of giving gifts and, and, and all the rest. But right at the heart of everything, let us be sure that we are worshipping the one who was born. Not just thanking God for his birth, but worshipping him. Because this is what the Christian life is all about. It's about worshipping Jesus. Not just worshipping him with the words that we sing or say when we praise God, but worshipping him with our lives, honoring him with our bodies. You know, Paul says, you are not your own, you were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your body. Everything about our lives really ultimately is to be in worship of Jesus Christ, born into the world, gave his life for us, lives and reigns in, in heaven now. The wonderful thing for me uh, about Christmas is that it marks the beginning of what I call the drama of God's salvation. There's this wonderful drama 
of what God unfolded through the life, ministry, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. And this is the starting point of the whole process. And of course, God is is uh, the Alpha and the big and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. He knows the end from the beginning. And if you look at this from God's divine point of view, it's as if this is step one in the whole drama. It began with the appearance of of Gabriel to Mary saying, you're going to have this child of the Holy Spirit and her consenting to that. Then you have this birth. Then you have all the years of obscurity when Jesus was growing up. Then you have his ministry. Then you have the cross. Then you have the resurrection. Then you have the return to heaven in glory. It's a whole drama that unfolds. And every part of it is so essential. And none of what happened subsequently could have happened without the birth of Jesus as a baby, as we've been seeing all week. He had to share our humanity, had to become one of us, needed to humble himself, become nothing, take the form of a servant in order that God's redemptive purposes should be outworked through him. It's all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And interesting that this week you've mentioned certain personalities that God used on the way. Yesterday, Zechariah, today, the shepherds, and of course, how that uh, comforted and encouraged Mary. Seems to have had people lined up at just the right time, just the right places. Well, you see, if you look at your life now, whoever you are, you will see that God is doing the same thing. When you were born again, a process began, a drama of God's saving grace in your life. And God knows the end from the beginning. He actually sees you seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He sees you enjoying the heavenly reward that you will have because of your faithful obedience from the time when this whole process began until the time when you go to meet with him in his heavenly glory. And somewhere you are now in the middle of that process, somewhere uh, working out your salvation in fear and trembling. But how we do that is totally dependent upon our faith and trust in this one who was born into the world and yet who is now the king of glory. And, you know, he has gone before us. And we are so aware now of the weakness and frailty of our humanity, but of our life in Christ and of his life in us. And we can have the great assurance that we shall live and reign with him for all eternity in his glory because of his saving grace, because he was the one who came as the shepherd to seek and to save those who are lost. And praise God, he has saved us for his glory. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 